Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. In this episode, we'll be talking about Lonvest, and we have the founder here, Roman, who will be joining us. And from my side, it's me, Jean, and my dad, Joseph. Hello. And uh, yeah, we'll be looking at P2P lending as usual, as we've done many plat- many episodes before. But Lonvest is one of the newest platforms to, to be on the market for us investors. So I'll let Roman intro himself and Lundvest, and we'll take it from there. Cool, cool. Thanks, Jin, and thanks, Joseph, for having me, first of all. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> like we, we're new to this uh, uh, P2P platform business, but uh, uh, we've been in the industry of uh, uh, FinTech and, and uh, digital lending for a while. So so already like seven or even eight years. And before, before my previous background uh, for... The 17 years I've been doing tech, so I'm a founder originally from 2006 of the software development house, uh, which were based in uh, Ukraine, Kharkiv, and Kiev. Uh, since then, it's been a while. Uh, I was building different kind of apps, uh, more focus on 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 finance and for different uh, finance entities. And from 2015. I started uh, to do this lending business first in Ukraine, then we launched uh, Vietnam after Sri Lanka. Now we have also um, business in Poland. And uh, last year we decided uh, to build a P2P platform because uh, since we're already pretty big and we're the, 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 the group of companies inspired by one idea, one product, we decided to build a P2P platform in order to expand much faster because like, before all the all the businesses and companies uh, in, in these four countries was built with our own capital. Now we thought that uh, why not to attract investments to grow even faster. Um, since now we have proven track record, the companies are profitable. Um, we see uh, growing markets uh, with a huge demand uh, in this kind of products. So I find I find it's pretty perspective and win-win for the both for for the investors and for us as a group as a business to to grow together. Very good, thanks. And for those investors who might not have much of a background in traditional lending, like platforms, without the online concept as you mentioned, could you? Um, maybe explain how that works and what how it differs from the P2P lending platforms that people like me are more used to when we go online, make an account and put our money mm-hmm. as investors. Mm-hmm. So how would mm-hmm. uh, the previous companies or still active, of course, that, that you owned work? Yeah, that's that's a very interesting uh, question. So let me start first with uh, from the business perspective of the difference between uh, digital and let's say offline lending. So uh, imagine you're you're coming to bank, uh, you're filing for to receive a loan, let's say cash loan. You're given a lot of papers like traditionally you're just doing your typical KYC with the documents and passports. Then they check your uh, credit history in different kind of credit bureaus. Um, then they look at your uh, credit risk score if you've been uh, here before or not. Uh, then they see the 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 proof of your like uh, income, like salary or where do you work. So they get a lot of papers. And this this kind of traditional thing been working for for a long time. So we're not talking about like collateralized loans or mortgages. We're talking about just cash loans. So you just come and say, hey guys, I need like 
two, three thousand euro for my like particular needs. I don't know, kids are going to school or something like this. So this is how it was before. And now, since like I think already ten years, um, um, the internet is here, and um, a lot of data is is here as well. So you 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 are pretty much aware of PSD two, for example, for the banks, it's like standard, and uh, all all the all the like texts are moving towards the uh, sharing data and uh, sharing sharing uh, information about customers. So um, in digital lending, it, it, it works pretty much the same, but you are not coming everywhere, anywhere. Like you, you're not coming to branch. You just go online, you fill your application. Uh, we ask you to give some extra <laughs> information like your copy of your pass, passport, verify your phone number, uh, like uh, if you have any kind of ID or tax ID, different countries have different uh, kind of things. Um, and we gather all this information. Let's say it's about 30, 40 fields. Uh, of course, uh, also we gather uh, how much money you want for what period, what is the purpose, where do you work, um, uh, how much money you receive and different, different, different kind of things. And this is one, and, and then we start working on our side, you know, on the back end. So uh, first we get all information from you. Uh, we, we typically, next we're doing your KYC, online KYC, when we're trying to like figure out if this is a real person or fake person, you, you can just take your passport with you and uh, we're doing all this like digital magic. And uh, then on the back end, our, our risk team and our risk uh, like... Uh, uh, artificial intelligence and all this uh, uh, start working so we connect to different kind of uh, credit bureaus to banks to mobile phone operators um, uh, like they're 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 sharing idea, uh, their data and giving us uh, a lot of uh, a lot of information about you so for example uh, mobile operators can share the data of your monthly spend and where where your number is registered uh, for example credit bureaus they share all the information they say they show if you had loans before or not, stuff like that. Uh, then like banks share your name and we confirm that it is your real name, it's your real bank account and stuff like that. So uh, uh, at this step, we already have the decision about you. So we see if you're a real person or not. We see, depending on your credit history, if you're like uh, are like good uh, good customer or not a good customer, and uh, we're we're making like our our decision machine. There is it's making decision pretty fast, like it goes with one minute, maybe even faster. And the decision machine says, okay. The gene score, uh, let's say, is like, uh, let's say, mid score or good score uh, or bad score. And the, depending on this, we say, okay, we cannot accept your uh, your application and cannot give you money. Or we can accept your application, give you money and send you money right away to your bank account. <clears throat> and this is how it works in uh, almost all countries, uh, thanks to the, the internet, uh, to all the uh, data that we have today we can do it much faster and much easier. So in terms of customer perspective, this uh, uh, needs uh, uh, low time spent and uh, like a good service. Of course, this type of products, they cost uh, like at the very beginning, they cost higher than traditional banks because like, yeah, so we, we take higher risks, but we can take higher interest rates. But um, typically um, we have like... E 
if the customer starts working with us, I mean, taking loan from us, they they keep working with us for a long time, like years. So they do it monthly. Uh, like we have different installment products. So uh, customers they they appreciate uh, all this. Like uh, that is easy and 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 like easy to work with this kind of products. Uh, yeah, so this is how, like, I would say digital lending works uh, today. This is, like, long story short, of course, we have much more information, especially in terms of, uh, like, anti-fraud, but uh, the general concept uh, looks like this. And if we take the, I mean, uh, going back to your question, if we, if we take the, the investor's perspective, so once we uh, issue the loan, the originator, depending on the country, like we have different originators, originator, originator put this loan on the platform and say, okay, uh, this is the obligation, the contract of the uh, in, uh, of the um, like uh, customer, uh, the repayment date, the amount. Um, uh, you can buy this obligation, and this would be your investment at certain rate. So whenever you like invest, you invest to some particular contract and to particular loan that uh, that uh, that were disbursed like recently let's say yesterday or today or a couple of days ago so now now we connected uh, the systems of every product and uh, the system works like this so we just hourly we disburse certain amount of loans and and uh, like pieces so let's say we disburse hundreds of loans and we put them on the platform and investor uh, buy this obligation and this obligation goes through this uh, loan originator uh, and then investors see how these loans perform, uh, receive interest. So we're trying to build it as transparent as possible. Okay. Um, <laughs> Roman, thank you for this uh, comprehensive introduction. I'm going to take uh, the role of a prospective investor. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will ask you a number of questions that typically a prospective investor new to this kind of uh, business as well, this kind of market would ask. First of all, um, where are you from? I, I, you told us you are from Ukraine, but where is the company, company registered? Where are your people based? How many people do you have the setup in general? Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, so I'm from Ukraine. Uh, um, now I'm based in in uh, Spain in Barcelona. Before for a year and a half uh, since the war started in Ukraine, uh, I was in our Vietnam office, so I was there for for a year and a half. Uh, our, our team uh, is uh, decentralized. Uh, the most of the team right now in Ukraine because like our headquarters is there. But uh, I would say that. 30% of the team is uh, decentralized in Europe, mostly in Europe and maybe 10% in, in, in Asia. Because like since the war began, we said that uh, um, a lot of people left, especially women. Um, uh, so that's why we gave them options to go to Poland, to any country that we're operating. So uh, our headquarters in Ukraine, uh, loan originators and their operation offices, depending on the countries in Poland, Sri Lanka, Vietnam, um, and uh, the platform itself, it's registered in Croatia. Um, uh, we have in Croatia a couple employees uh, and the operation manager, I, I'm in Barcelona and oper operation manager also in Spain. How come that you chose Croatia to register the company? Yeah, that, that's a good question. So um, when talking about uh, P2P investment platforms, there's like, I would say, two uh, ways of operating. Uh, the, the 
like uh, uh, two common ways. First, first of all, it's when you go in and receive a license. So you go in all over the process of obtaining license. Uh, I don't know, licenses process, compliances and stuff like that. Or you start first with uh, the, uh, the, 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 um, uh, countries that are allowed to operate this kind of models without having license. There's two countries right now on the market, typically is uh, uh, Ireland and Croatia. So that's why we decided to go this way. So we start with uh, Croatian uh, registration and Croatian company, and then we will apply for the license uh, when when we're going to be like, we, we mostly focused right now on, on the, the product marketing, risks and stuff like that. Once, once it's going to be growing, we will uh, go for the license and we'll receive license. Well, actually, prospective investors would prefer, in my opinion at least, to invest with a licensed uh, company because once you are regulated and having a license normally gives more comfort. Not necessarily it's totally safe, but uh, it gives uh, some comfort. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, answering this uh, this concern, I absolutely understand this. But uh, I, I, like, we know each other with a lot of like uh, P2P platforms, and their CEOs, and we communicate, and they say uh, that there, once you receive license, your business is not about like uh, product and the risks and the customers. Your business is about license and regulation and uh, and the law. So, like, we're trying to balance on this behalf and uh, uh, talking about investors. Uh, we're trying to be transparent as possible. So this how we try to cover and convince them that we are not here for uh, for a short time period. We understand that this is like long-term project for us. And we're building as a group. Like uh, right now in all these companies, like 99% of, uh, of the capital is my own capital that I made for like uh, 15 years or 17 years in tech. So that's why uh, I'm trying to cover this by, by our, our transparent as a, as a group transparency and all the reports and stuff like that. Therefore, are you a part of the Space Crew Finance Group? Uh, do, do I yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm the, I'm the CEO of the group. Okay. Therefore, the Space Crew Finance Group um, incorporates also the originators of the loans? Uh, some of them, yes. Some of them, uh, some of them partly because there's some like uh, 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 some legal setups and like uh, um, like specific of the local law that doesn't allow uh, to to incorporate from the beginning. But uh, when the time will uh, come, we will incorporate them hundred okay. percent. Therefore. Um... Um, Loanvest provides the platform, right? Whilst the originators would assess whether they should take a loan on board or not. Mm, sorry, say it again. Originators. Therefore, the Loanvest. What what is yeah. its purpose? To provide the platform, facilitate. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. So it provides the platform when the originators put their like uh, offers i mean their their loans and then investors come and buy buy these loans yeah for the strength of uh, loanvest basically is uh, fintech right because even on your website you state that you have a lot of experience in fintech therefore yeah, absolutely all the due diligence on uh, prospective lenders sorry prospective borrowers is done by by your other section of the company, right? Uh, you mean the due diligence and risk management of the borrowers? Of the borrowers. 
Yeah, absolutely. So it's 100% made by uh, loan originators, but their verification, risk teams, and stuff like that. Okay. And uh, going into history, uh, how long have you been set up? 15 years, you said, more or less, the group in uh, yeah, so so the story is here. Uh, so in 2015, we were uh, we incorporated first company in Ukraine, which were in this digital lending sphere. In 18 months, we become uh, uh, the top three on the market in terms of customer database. So we grew pretty fast. Uh, and in 2019, so it was like three years from there or four years from there, uh, we got investment from the big uh, Ukrainian banking group, the biggest banking group, TAS Group. Um, and uh, they, they they became the part of our Ukrainian brand. And in 2019, we decided to launch a new country. We launched Vietnam in 2021 during COVID uh, or 2020 during COVID. I don't know. Don't, don't remember when the COVID war was. Uh, so we launched uh, Sri Lanka and last year we launched Poland. So this is our like track record and our like uh, history in terms of the brands and, and the business. And uh, when it comes to the loans, are they restricted to loans on the purchase of a movable property or it's open? Uh, it's a wide range availability in terms of... No, no, so... so for example, so, trade finance or... No, no, uh, we're, we're working only with the cash loans, short-term cash loans and the installments. That's it, but, so we're not uh, doing it. As regards the purpose... Is it open, whether you want to use them to buy a property or to buy a car or to uh, we, we, from, from the customer side? From the customer side? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, the, the amount of loans are typically up to 1,000 euros, so they cannot buy a car or they probably can buy a car. But this this is typically loans for your daily daily. Uh, needs so like short-term loans their their characteristics is that uh, they're up to thir 30 days so it means from salary to salary so like we just cover customers daily needs I and see. We, yeah so we and custom, it's up to uh, we, up to 1000 euros yes yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's the highest check so for example in sri lanka these checks can be 300 euros uh, like in vietnam uh, it can be up to 1000 in poland some like this may, maybe even more so so the 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 amounts are pretty low yeah but when you have people coming to you asking for a thousand euros I would suspect that they would be in a bit of a desperate situation. Uh, uh, it it depends. I would not say that. It's it's how we typically think. I mean, the people who are like banked and who have uh, cars and houses and stuff like that. But there's like, you understand that this 90% of the people that uh, uh, they they can be um like not good in bank uh, bank kind of products so they understand they see that to go to the branch to file all the documents uh even the all this banking risk uh, process for right 1000 euros it's not worth it to go to the bank and probably the bank won't give you any money <laughs> <laughs> it, it it depends, especially in Southeast Asia, like the 60% of the people that are on their banks and it's it's uh, totally, um, totally okay for them to use like all these digital services to uh, to borrow the money. Like you, you, you just avoid going to banks or uh, talking to your friends or relatives. You just do it uh, online and digital. Therefore, what kind of security would they give? 
that, that's a good question. So we're not uh, receiving any kind of security. Our risk models are be- built this way. So we ask all these questions, not because we want to, to ask them, uh, but because these questions are giving us the, uh, the enough information to build the right uh, customer uh, risk profile. Your salary, how often you receive your salary, uh, like what is your education, where you work. Uh, uh, then we take credit bureaus and see, have you ever take the loan before, uh, like and stuff like that. So th- th- this is the magic behind the business. Hmm. I was intrigued by the countries where you uh, land. Sri Lanka, Vietnam, Poland, Kenya, Philippines. Um, Poland is in yeah, the we're, we're not the working others. in Kenya and Philippines yeah. yet, so this is the country that we're just starting. Yeah, yeah. Like, how come? How come um, that you targeted particularly these countries? Uh, that's a good question. So Ukraine is uh, where where we started the business. By the way, we're not uh, given any uh, any loan offers from Ukraine right now because in Ukraine the war is going on and we have this uh, like uh, currency control. So it's we, there's no any no offers from Ukraine right now. Uh, Vietnam was a very prospective market, and and I I. I personally saw a lot of perspective in Southeast Asia because it's growing, economy is growing, population is very high, uh, penetration of internet is uh, high. So for the products like we do, is a very prospective market. Also, we saw that there's already companies working in that market. So we decided that Southeast Asia would be our target region. And now we see that our target region is uh, Southeast Asia, Africa and uh, Latin America. So the the countries with a high population, high uh, internet penetration that are like uh, growing fast uh, and they are like not that regulated like for example Europe or other countries. Hmm. Well, Poland is in the EU. How do you find it going? Uh, Poland, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Poland Poland was very easy for us uh, to to make decision to go there since the war started and millions of Ukraine Ukrainians were uh, like uh, uh, were became refugees in Poland so uh, like massive part of our customer database let's well, say actually, customers I watched who, I watched Ukraine against Italy uh, this week and it was yeah. in Poland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I watched this game too, and I'm very disappointed that we lost. So, um, yeah, and, and a lot of our customers moved to Poland, so we decided why why not to uh, start the business and not to start working with our uh, existing database. So it was very organically, and now we see that our hypothesis uh, against that uh, uh, our customers there now in, in Poland is working well, so it's fine. Okay. Therefore, with this high number of small borrowers, you must have some defaulters for sure. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. your history on this? Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, default is okay. I mean, you have the default in any business. Um, our, our numbers are going from 11% to 17%, depending on the market. And uh, like... You know, in our business, 
you you of course uh, tend to have as low default as possible but since you're working with underbanked and uh, this uh, like digital uh, segment you will always have people that uh, are like uh, repaying later or not repaying it also it's okay so we say that our business works well if we have defaults lower than 15 percent the downside is that with such small loans maybe whoever is taking the loan carries and now that well the lender for 1000 euros who would just write it off because the legal costs etc would would mean that he would spend more than 1000 euros to recover his money uh, uh yeah so this is uh i would say that this is being here because i think it's interesting for example when the ukrainian war broke out wasn't it a case that maybe all the ukrainians could say now there's the war Nothing's working anymore. We're just run away with the money, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it, like, what, what's yeah, 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 this is this is very good question. So, um, when the war began, our business stopped, and of course, like everything stopped, and um, for almost three months, we were not working with customers at all. So, the our our position was like this. So. Uh, we understand that it's like uh, hard or even impossible to pay right now. And we're okay if you will pay only the principal. But we were not pushing customers. So we were just like reminding them and saying that now we support you. Uh, it's fine. Uh, it's fine that you you cannot repay in time. There, there's not going to be any penalties, no nothing. So, And it was just like even the policy of the central bank. So... Um, and uh, then three months passed and we start to like working with them more actively. And by this day, by today, I would say that 70% of loans were recovered. So the, the customer customers repaid because I mean, one of them, there's two reasons. One reason is that uh, our, our customer database in Ukraine is like uh, we have uh, 10% of new customers and 90% of repeat customers. So it means that they they are with us for a long, 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 long time. So it can be years. Uh, and on the other hand, uh, our risk model supports us because like we typically borrow money to the like individuals that... Uh, have jobs uh, like and 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 all this like have these all characteristics that they will repay. So uh, I, I I would be honest that in the first uh, like two three weeks when the war began, I thought that is totally like the business is totally broken. Even though we were number one, we had TV ad campaign, all the singers were uh, advertising us and stuff like that. But I, I, I strongly believe that, okay, people will never repay because it's not, uh, when, when the war is going on, it's not the case of repaying them. But uh, now we recovered 70%, which I think is like, we're super happy that that we managed to do that and like even i i think it's coming right now they're still paying but it's like 0.0% stuff like that but in general the situation looks like this and answering your question joseph so when you have this small amount of loan which uh, uh, which is equal to your salary or even like 30% of your salary or stuff like that uh you you're you're just okay to repay the loan and not having the calls 
and uh, like 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 uh, <laughs> finish this or close this case and go on further even more <clears throat> like our typical communication is that if you repay the loan right now you can apply for another loan and you're you're you will be good customer to us so like from one side it's not a big amount uh, that you can afford uh, from your any any salary from the other uh, um like uh, yeah so the, the risk model also shows us who who are more tend to pay or or who are not for example you know that women are more responsible than men so like they're they're always better customers than than men and stuff like that so like it's it's all about like having that much data so we Disburse maybe five, six millions of the loans. So now we 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 uh, understand who who is good and who is bad in terms of the, the the discipline, payment discipline. Yeah, you mentioned repeat customers. Therefore, uh, as a borrower, I can come to you. I tell you, I need one thousand for a month. I repay and I ask you again. Can you give me another one thousand for a month? Uh, can it keep absolutely going? the same day? The same day. The same day, so we just say, "Hey, Joseph, you you have the due date today. You you just repay, and you will apply, and you will you can receive even more. So you will receive one thousand two hundred, for example." And would the interest rate vary from? Uh, it 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 depends. Uh, uh, depends on the market. So it it can be like. Uh, I would say that our typically interest rate is above one percent per day. But since since the uh, since the loans are short, so we'll say that it can be like up to like fifteen twenty percent per month. I see. And you make the the profit from the difference that you pay between the fifteen percent. Yeah, absolutely. From your customer, from the borrower, and the ten percent you pay to the investor. But, but like, you say uh, that the investors get between 10 and 15, therefore you might yeah. be lending money, say, at 20% as well. Yeah, yeah, but we I'm talking about monthly per interest rate for loan originator, and investors are receiving like yearly. So it's like a oh, little right. bit per annum, I mean per annum. Yeah, yeah, per annum, yeah. Okay. But don't you think that people who keep coming for repeat, you know, 1,000 euros sort of revolving <laughs> facility mm -hmm. and to, to have some kind of problem and that eventually they will end up not paying? Uh, well, I, I cannot, I cannot. Uh, and can I just, uh, this is something we discussed when we, because we've met before, me and Roman. And uh, one thing I asked in addition to this question of, Actually, I saw it from another side, from the ethical perspective. Is it ethical as an investor? And this is a question I get a lot, and I've thought about it before myself as an investor. Is it ethical to kind of support this behavior or encourage it as an investor mm -hmm. through the platform? And I think it's, you've already called, uh, you've already said that, for example, in Asia, this is common practice. And this is how they live and really they have no other alternatives and they're happy to receive the service. But I think maybe for a European investor, this might be something new and we're, we're not really sure what, what it means ethically. So I think it's good to clarify. And also why the discrepancy in rates, you mentioned that you're considering 
when we when we read a website on P2P lending, typically ten to fifteen percent per year for the investor as a return. Whereas for the platform, sometimes it can be much higher. So why is there a big difference there as well? So I, I these are different questions, maybe, but maybe they're all linked to to this one thing. So yeah, part of the margin might be attributable to the bad debts as well, because they have to mm-hmm. cover their eventual bad debts. That's understandable. Yeah, but I see John's point as well, because uh, okay, you're not um increasing the interest rate because otherwise it can turn into a sort of usury. But um, at at the end of the day, yes, you're just (laughs) keeping the person, let's say uh, he likes to drink vodka or whiskey or whatever. He keeps on doing this from one (laughs) month to the next. I, I think there has to be some kind of stop and cooling down period and then start again yeah yeah so this, this is typically a typical question which i uh, like answer in uh, uh, like a couple times a month so i'm totally fine with this question so I, I have this coffee machine here you know and if i drink a lot of coffee my blood pressure is going up and uh, <laughs> you know in, in spain in barcelona they drink wine every day so i was shocked by the pace the, how they're doing it you know like jim uh we, we were talking about paddle and i was very surprised that from the one hand they they do in sports a lot and from the other hand they drink a lot of wine and like you know as the Paracel says that uh, everything is medicine and everything is poison. So, like, in this business, we're just operating uh, and leveraging our risks and our interest rates. There are, like, cover our risks. So, imagine you have underbanked people, a person, let's say any country, let's say uh, Kenya. You have underbanked person in Kenya that banks are not giving them money. And this person, uh, he, he is not in front of you. He's somewhere. So uh, you have a risk of working with a person that potentially doesn't have enough income. You don't see this person to like prove if he's like uh, like conscious enough or not conscious enough, and a lot of things like that, which says that we're just our interest rates they're equal to to the risks that uh, like products are, like us have because uh, they of course you you ask this question they can go to the bank they can have like mortgage in the like. Two percent annum interest rate uh, and stuff like that. It's just one of the segments of finance industry. So you have premium cash uh, on your bank uh, credit card. You have subprime when you have to go to the branch and receive cash. You have pawn shops when you take your dog and give them and say, "Okay, give me two hundred euros," and that's my dog or this my mobile phone. So this is the part of the market segment. And talking about uh, developing markets, I will tell you even more that like 60% of the population, they're under bank and they don't have even the bank account. So like, let's say you're a country with a uh, 150 million population, like no bank can afford to serve this, this, this big customer database. So they're just saying, okay, we will choose only the 10% of the best customers. But there's still 90% of the customers that needs to pay for different kind of things. So it's always like 
uh, I would say that we help them to get the credit history, to build the credit history and to stay to become uh, banked uh, customers. And we leverage by these high interest rates and by this like uh, that they come uh, regularly. We just balance uh, our, our risk and is covered by our, our percentage rate. So it's all uh, like we talk about. Everything is good. And uh, on the other hand, it can be bad. Yeah, something which uh, is good from what I could understand is that for me to take 1,000 euros in loans uh, or loan for one month and to extend it again for another month, first I have to pay, right, the mm -hmm. 1,000. Yeah, and, then you give and it make a decision. Money. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay, therefore, first I have to find the 1,000. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, even more, I, I can tell you that for Less the interest. regular customers... Okay. Our, our discounts are 60-70% for the regular customers. Okay, if we if you know that you're good customers, we just need you to come back. So the, we have this crazy promos all the time. And uh, the better customer we have, the lower interest. It's okay. We just, uh, I, I can tell you the opposite uh, like concept. So we just like getting to know each other with the customer by this like, uh, finance operation. So we give you small money, you repay, we say, okay, you're good. Then we give you a bigger amount for a lower interest. Okay, you repay it again and stuff like that. So it's just how, how it goes. Take revolving uh, cards in any bank. The same, like you just use your uh, credit limits on the card, uh, pay monthly interest and use this limit. So you don't care about that you have to repay it all the yeah. time or the interest Logical. can be high. Okay, if, you, if you count this- This is 1,000 yeah, limits. Uh, it's as a start, you know, it can go up eventually. But for us, not because like our typical typical tickets, the 1000 uh, for us is uh, is the high limit because like the, the segment that we're working with and the cash loans and the, the salary loans, they're all, all, all connected to the certain like amount. I see. Do you have any... Just, just to interview on this point, I think what you were also mentioning and... This is something I hadn't considered as an investor. The the fact that clients tend to be repeat customers over their lifetime. It's not just the 1,000. It could be several thousand, right? Because they keep on repeating. So mm -hmm. that's something. But that the exposure would be 1,000. Exposure, yeah. On a constant level, plus interest. But it's less risk for the platform to have these. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Um, what about currency risk? Um, I imagine that you have to cover your currency risks as well, no? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So this this one of the like <clears throat> downside of working in developing countries, you know, like uh, you always have this currency risk problems, and sometimes your your EBITDA can be uh, lower because of the currency risk. But it, it's okay for us. I mean, we we strongly believe that if our business model is working properly. We have to balance it, uh, and our our margins will help to cover currency risks if there's not going to be any kind of like default. The loans are uh, denominated in the currency of the borrower. Lo local currency. Uh, yeah. Okay. Therefore, if there is a devaluation, you can get ahead. Yeah, yeah. But but as for investor, there's no currency risks, so mm -hmm. we cover it on the loan originator uh, side. So loan originator is borrowing money in euros and ha have to repay in euros as well. Okay, let's switch now, return to the investors. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, is there any restriction, any limitation as to who can invest or from which country in which currency, etc.? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we have this uh, IML policy and we have IML officer that is working and uh, they they follow these procedures, the IML procedures from the uh, from the creation law. So uh, we follow them strictly. So uh, basically we have the um, KYC, uh, customer KYC procedure, and this KYC procedure covers a lot. So it just checks all the databases, uh, whether your country is re restricted or not, if you're in different kind of databases of politically exposed persons or any kind of terrorist databases or like like there, there's another risk model uh, on behalf of platform, which we like, uh, which we follow and monitor. And our email manager, he also like uh, when 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 we receive any any investment, we double check with the email what is this money came from, from who, what is the amount. There's certain like policy that we have to report to authorities if the amount is high. So we follow all these rules because it's very important. Okay, but I imagine it's quite simple to get onboarded. Yeah, we're 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 doing our best and trying our best to make it as simple as possible. Because like, oh, I began from that everything right now in in our uh, 2023 is open. So you have all the databases and everything is work like uh, transparently. So yeah. Therefore, what do prospective investors have to submit? A passport, and what else? Yeah. Yeah, a passport, um, uh, mobile phone, OTP, like, and uh, email, that, that would be enough. If the amount of the investment would be high, so we, we might potentially uh, ask for uh, the documents of source of income, uh, but it's, like, not all on... Not only on our side, but also on our banking partner side. So they, they ask yeah, and say, okay, Joseph. Yeah. It's understandable. Uh, what's the minimum amount? Ten euros, as low as ten euros uh, to start, or yeah, ten euros, ten euros. <laughs> so actually, we did this concept uh, since we're new on the market. We want everyone to try. That is easy. You can put uh, like go through KYC procedure, put ten euros, and see how it's going. So it's very easy. Is there a maximum? Uh, no, uh, so far no maximum, uh, but uh, like we know that the typical ticket in this industry is something around 5,000 euros, so it's average ticket for investment. And uh, uh, there's some, uh, uh, I would see business investors that are tending to invest uh, high checks and even individuals, but uh, uh, we call it like VIP segment. For example, we have uh, some individuals that uh, gave their application for 200,000 200, euros investment and stuff like that. But all these kind of cases, we just like take them uh, as, a, as a personal assistant and then just follow it because there is a lot of, uh, you have to be careful when you're transferring this kind of amounts of money because uh, compliances on, on, the, yeah. on the bank side is also very heavy. So I would say not uh, maximum amount. Maximum amount, I would say only uh, like uh, kept by the amount of loans that we're disbursing. But right now, uh, as for yesterday, we had 500,000 euros as uh, available for investment. Okay. And therefore, if I am an investor, I invest 5,000, say. Therefore, what happens? Um, every month and I get an interest or yeah. I get it after one year? No, no, we accrue interest every. 
not, we accrual interest every day, so you see that it's growing every day, uh, and we pay this interest monthly. So, like you, you receive interest monthly uh, and accruals every day. But the investment matures after three months, after six months. Or... You choose. You choose uh, what is the term. So you choose. Uh, one month, three months, six months, and twelve months. And, so uh, after do you offer different rates according to the length, or the duration. Of... Uh, yeah, this is a good question. Not yet. We're we're discussing it inside the team. Now we decide decided to give the higher possible rates uh, since we're new. But I believe that in three four months we will start these programs that uh, the lengths are uh, affects the, the 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 rate of the interest rate of the investor. Okay. Um, you pride yourself in your website that you give a guarantee of, of for the capital. I understand. Uh, can you explain this a bit more? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we have two types of guarantees. So we have guarantee on the loan originator part, uh, which says that if the loan is uh, in default, loan originator is obliged to uh, buy this loan back from the platform and cover all the defaults on their side. So investor investor uh, should receive the interest rate uh, as, as uh, they committed in the very beginning. So if the loan originator says that we will pay 12%, investor uh, is not worried about out if there's going to be any defaults on the originator site or not. So this is one one part of the guarantee. It's called like the originator guarantee that the investor doesn't affect it by the customer defaults. And the second guarantee is that the group covers if the originator is not like cannot repay. So the group covers, it means that like we can cover by the money from other companies, other markets. Uh, and repay this obligation to certain uh, uh, to certain originator. Okay, therefore you're saying that basically, unless all all your group goes bust, um, the money invested is guaranteed, including. Uh, you know, they they talk. Uh, they always talk about skin in the game, and it's very good when you have like this five or ten. That originator is good originator when they have five or ten percent skin in the game. Me personally, I have ninety percent skin in the game. So I I like on a daily basis. I'm on the operational side of this business. I know the numbers and stuff like that. So I'm the the last person you know who who is like interested in having any kind of issues in any company of the group. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah, but uh, basically it amounts to that, no? That if I'm an investor, I invest 5,000. You are telling me that my money is basically guaranteed unless, Se unless yes. your guaranteed. group goes bust. Yes, uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. So they're guaranteed by these two like two layers, let's say. Which is quite, quite good. Um, therefore, to transfer the 5,000, I want to invest 5,000. How do I transfer the money? Through a bank account, through Revolut, through another mm -hmm. gateway? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so now we only work options. with... Yeah, we only work with bank accounts. You just use our IBAN bank account and send the money because it's the fastest and, and the easiest way to... Uh, to to receive the money and the cheapest way because when it comes to bank cards or stuff like that there's always some interest rates on the uh, like uh, on on the bank side or acquiring side so we we only use iban and that reduces the risk of money laundering as well yeah absolutely 
Okay. Um, as regards transparency with, with your customers, um, how, how do you do it? And if somebody has a question to ask, uh -huh. do, you, do you provide personal support or is this kind of robotic kind of answer, uh -huh. <laughs> question and answer? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. and they tell you send yeah. us an email and then you will get an answer within two days and all that <laughs> yeah so uh, um yeah i will tell you like step by step so first of all we have this faq big uh, chap faq chapter on the website so whenever a customer have any question or investor they can go there if you are an investor um like you I always write them like, you know, uh, this intro email when I say here, here's my contact, uh, here's my email, please write me any, any ideas or concerns you have. So like I try to contact uh, so far since we're new, I try to contact each and every investor. On the, on the platform side, we have all these like contact emails, uh, uh, like online uh, chat on the website. So like we're very, very much open. Also all our, like the team is there uh, on the website. So you can see the LinkedIn, you can see the, um, any kind of ways you are okay to contact. You can go on. We even have Telegram chat when, when investors can communicate and ask questions. So like we we're tend to be as transparent as possible. And this is one of our, one of of our strategies you know since the the market is already uh there and there's a lot of platforms uh we choose the strategy of sharing our knowledge about digital lending business so there's a lot of uh, already there's interviews with our experts from the groups, risk managers, country managers, uh, marketing managers. Uh, soon there's going to be the, the the study that will put how how the risk management in digital lending, lending is assembled. So we, we're trying to, sh to bring something new to the market. And uh, me personally, I would be happy if investors would be much more uh, in the lending business and understand how it works from inside. For example, this conversation and this question that you are asking, there I believe that they're typical. So we will try to cover them as much as possible because I've been to a lot of platforms and I never seen that they're like putting so much effort in sharing their knowledge. Why not? Yeah, in fact, uh, I noticed that you have three different languages for your website: <laughs> English, Spanish, and German. And German, yeah. So the, we target, I would say that we target this investor so far. So we see the trend that uh, investors from uh, uh, Germany and, and Spain are coming more and more. So we decided to add these languages on the platform. And as an investor, I can ask you a question in Spanish and you reply in Spanish. Oh, that's 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 a tricky part. So I would say that we we will reply you probably reply you in Spanish, but you have to be aware that we will use uh, Google Translate or something <laughs> like this. So I would say that our Spanish will will not be uh, perfect enough, but uh, maybe the, the time will come and uh, we'll, we're going to have thousands uh, of investors, and why not having this support in the, each and every language. Uh, we're okay working, you see, in different languages. So we have Polish team, Vietnam team, Sri Lankan team, Ukraine team. Uh, in Singapore, we have like uh, local English speaking and Mandarin speaking team. So we're fine with that. And my last question: What is your? What do you consider to be your strongest point that gives you a competitive edge? Oh, 
Oh, that's that's a very good question. So um, uh, I think that uh, th- this this business that we're doing it was invest- invented like two hundred thousand uh, years ago. You know, some people take money, then pay interest, and put this money in the business, and uh, and and uh, then repay the interest. So the business is very easy, and uh, you can differ differentiate only by the trust. You know, the, the people know you more. They they hear about you more. They see that you're transparent, know more about your business. They trust you more. So uh, the only diversification diversification factor is the uh, the trust. So. Now our strategy, as I mentioned above, to share the knowledge and to say that uh, we're not new on the market. We have uh, like uh, already like seven years experience. We have uh, this uh, six or seven brands in four countries. Um, we're showing our numbers. Um, like, And the more transparent we'll be, the more trust we're going to have. So I would say that um, the advantage, of course, is a group that uh, is covered uh, and leveraged by different companies. Uh, the end- advantage is that we're uh, inside the business. So we're not just uh, the, the the people who are making P2P platform uh, as a standalone business. So we try, we're building it as a part of ecosystem. And if it's part of ecosystem, it's more uh, like transparent and safe. And uh, we're sharing our knowledge in digital lending. So we've been here for a long time. And I, I strongly believe that all this uh, lending platform is a smartphone. So you have to work a lot. So I, I may have a brand and people can know me in Ukraine, but no one knows me so far here. So I have to be open and transparent and to share as much as i can this is it okay thank you from my side roman yeah thanks so much uh, for a good conversation yeah thank you very much uh, roman and uh, yeah thanks for sharing i think one of the we mentioned what what one of the differentiators is between blondvest and other platforms and from my conversations with you and i had a look at the blog as well i think this transparency concept that you have comes across quite strongly. And as an investor, this is the one thing that pops out to me because over the past years, we've seen many platforms come, some of them go as well. And it's become quite a saturated market as an investor. And so it's good to see uh, new platforms come in with very strong differentiating points. So I think that's one of the things you should keep on doing for sure. Cool. Thank you. And investors should remember that there's only 10 euro to start. So they can just uh, test and see how it works. Ask question, uh, uh, go to chat, ask question. And yeah, we're super open. Awesome. <laughs> thank you, Raman. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Cheers.